Ready? All right. Good evening. We call Good evening. the Liberty County Board of Commissioners meeting to order. Mr. Brown, has the media been properly advertised? Thank you, sir. Uh, we're on Facebook Live. We got a, a alternate operator up there. <laughs> His mentor is not very far away, so. It's good to train some people who can be trained. <laughs> Hello to you all out there uh, who received the live stream. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year, commissioners. Thank you. Good to see everyone, you know. <clears throat> um, I, I will go ahead and say that Commissioner Jones has to be excused because of work responsibilities. He won't be here. I'm assuming everybody else, maybe Commissioner Frazier will come in just a little shortly. Um, I don't see uh, anyone from the uh, Ministerial Alliance here today, so. He called me last night and said he was going to send somebody. Did he? Did he? All right. If, uh, if I may then, uh, I'll ask our, <laughs> our dear brother, Mr. Mosley. If you'll Stand come to and lead us in our, our prayer, let's stand for our prayer and pledge of allegiance. Let us pray. Gracious and kind Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to see a new year that our eyes have never behold. We pray now, Father God, that you would give this deliberative body, Father God, the wisdom and the knowledge they need to transact the business of this community. We pray, Father God, that we can move forward with projects that you will give us the wisdom that we need to transact it. We thank you for these individuals who give us their time and their talents to make Liberty County a better place. And Father God, we'd be remiss if we didn't pray for those who are going through the COVID crisis, those who are suffering. We pray that you would have uh, compassion and mercy upon them. This we thank you for in Christ's name. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Mr. Mosley. At this time, the agenda calls for the approval of the minutes for the month of December. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I would make a motion we approve the minutes from December meeting. Is it a motion and a second. We approve the December minutes. Any further discussion on that? If not, let it, all those in favor, let it know my show of hands. All right, the minutes are approved for December. Moving right along, LCPC will come now and present to us. Mr. Rickinson is here today with us. Good evening, Chairman Lovett, members of the commission. Good evening, I've got sir. a couple of requests for you this evening. The first one is a conditional use request. This has been submitted by Coastal Solar on behalf of the owner, Mr. Jeffrey Hildebrand. Uh, they want to place a small ground mount solar energy system at their home at 224 Hager Lane. This is way out on off of Fort Morris Road in a very uh, rural agriculturally zoned area. Uh, conditional use permit, as you are aware, uh, is required for all ground mounted solar systems <coughs> in the county, regardless of what the zoning is. This particular one will be a 11.4 kilowatt. Uh, system and, and will take up about uh, 600 square feet. The uh, picture <coughs> site, uh, the home, uh, the Hiddlebrown's home is right there directly in front of our LCPC vehicle and the, um, the solar array will be right over here to the left of the vehicle, sort of tucked away in a, in a buffered area there. You can see the sign on the property. You can see the uh, ad in the Coastal Curry. This was all properly advertised for your consideration tonight. 
this is another aerial uh, provided by Coastal Solar, just showing uh, here's the, here is the um, there's the house that you just saw. This is where it's going to be. This is the driveway, so it's kind of tucked away over here, out of sight. Uh, this buffer here will remain, so the the, the uh, solar system won't be seen from surrounding properties. And this is just kind of a sketch. Uh, these are this this solar array will have 30 30 of these modules, and I'm not going to go into um, that description there. But there's 30 of these modules, and all added together, they 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 produce 11.4 kilowatts of of energy. The system is going to be 50 feet long and about 12 feet in width. And another graphic uh, of what it will look like. <clears throat> and this is the aerial shot just showing where it is. I said it was in a remote area. You come, you come off of uh, Fort Morris Road over here and come down uh, back in here. And this is, this is Hager Lane over here uh, in, in a very rural, isolated area. And that's just a little bit closer shot of, of, the, of the property here. You can see this uh, L-shaped property. The home is, is located right here, and there's a. Uh, this is where the solar array will be. And this is the zoning map, just showing that this property is zoned A1. This is the property again, and it's zoned A1. Uh, this is the narrative from Coastal Solar, just saying that uh, they want to put in this 11.4 kilowatt <coughs> there on this property. At, um, 12, 224 Hager Lane. And this is the affidavit that the county requires that says that they will maintain the uh, solar system in proper working order and that when it's decommissioned, they will remove the system. And uh, the requirements, just going to go over that with you for the uh, conditional uses. Uh, approval of conditional use shall not affect, adversely affect the economic values uh, in the neighborhood. There will, we've, we've determined there will not be an adverse economic impact uh, for the property. Uh, the next item is the physical and environmental effects of allowing the conditional use shall be considered. We, we haven't uh, identified any uh, physical or environmental detriments. The next one, uh, buffer zones, as, we, as I pointed out to you earlier, this 15-foot uh, vegetative buffer will be, uh, is required and will be preserved as, as part of the existing vegetation. And then the next one is uh, additional space for parking, landscaping, building zones, etc. setback shall be considered if necessary to uh, protect adjacent structures and lots. Uh, we haven't noted any. So uh, next thing is that the Board of Commissioners may, uh, may approve, add, delete, or modify any recommendation by the Planning Commission. The Planning Commission heard this last month at their December 21st meeting, and they recommended approval of this conditional use with standard and special conditions. They're the standard condition, and the special condition is that the 15-foot vegetative buffer will be preserved or planted, and it is they intend to preserve the existing buffer there. So that's that's the recommendation of the Planning Commission. I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have about it. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Where is this at, Jeff? Go back. Okay. <clears throat> doesn't go as fast in reverse as it seems to go forward. So this is um, Fort Morris Road is over here. So you go down mm -hmm. this road and I, I can't, Swinney Lane, I think it's what it's called. Get on there and then you turn on to Hager Lane. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty far out in the country. 
but it's in the it's in the the vicinity of Sunbury and Trade Hill area. Okay. No opposition to anything. No, sir. We the Planning Commission had a public hearing on this on the 21st, and there was no one to speak against it. Okay. Um, I had one question about that, and I, I know we had some discussion when we first started these, but you say it's supposed to be 11 kV. That's that's what the uh, yeah that's what the coastal coastal solar, solar said in their narrative. It's 11 11.4 kV. Uh, well, and it'll stay as a residential area. That's right. But. Um, what prevents an individual from putting one in there that's 35 kV or 50 kV to where, I mean, at what point do you change the, the, uh, the zoning on it? They're, they're all conditional use. So no matter, no matter what zoning you have, they all have to come before this board to be approved. So if you had concerns about one being too big, uh, being more of a commercial nature, then that, that would be the appropriate time to consider that. Okay. But uh, they they are required to be buffered from the surrounding areas. So these little these little individual homeowner systems, as long as they have the vegetative buffer, uh, y'all have been routinely approving those. But if I it was know. something really big that took 100 acres, then you probably would want to have oh additional measures and maybe additional different kind of zoning for that. But if it's 100 acres, you, <clears throat> you would change that and zone that as commercial. I think you could probably put that in the ag in the ag area, but it would just it would still have to be a conditional use. Uh, it, you'd have to buffer it from the surrounding mm -hmm. areas. I'll give you an example. There's there's an existing one that Duke Energy has over in Riceboro. That property was owned. I think it was owned by the Martin family. It's about thirty something acres and it's zoned ag, and they just made sure they had the proper buffers around it, and they approved it as a conditional use in that ag area. But sometimes it wouldn't be appropriate. I mean, there might be an area that would be suitable for one of these systems, but it wouldn't be appropriate to zone an area, industrial or commercial, out in the middle of a wooded, wooded area. timber tract. Wooded area. <clears throat> All right. I, I was just thinking that if it was larger than that, then that individual would have enough for his house, and then he may be putting one up big enough to serve other houses and I, I, that's my only question you know right. at what point does it become a residential and what point does it become commercial so but that's all right i mean you'll it'll come before us so that'll be fine or it'll come before somebody it'll come before <laughs> the board of commissioners for in, in the county yeah. any other yeah. questions by mr rickerson no all right chair attend the motion yeah, I'll make a motion that we follow the recommendation of LCPC. Second. Second. Motion is second. We approve the recommendation coming from LCPC on this solar project. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor, let it be known by show of hands. Any opposed? All right. Approved, sir. there, Michael. I, I got out of the presentation somehow. No, that's good. That's it. That's right there. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is a rezoning uh, request. It has been advertised for a public hearing. Planning Commission held a public hearing 
on December the 21st, but it's also been advertised for a public hearing for this <coughs> as well. This is a, uh, a rezoning request that was submitted by Mr. Joseph Broadham uh, III. Uh, he's the owner of the property on Bill Carter Road. Um, you get a mo just a motion to go to public hearing? Oh, okay. Okay. Second. Motion second. All in favor? All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. Um, as I said, this is a request by Mr. Joseph Bradham III to rezone some property that he owns at Bill Carter Road from AR1 uh, Agriculture Residential to B2 General Commercial to operate a storage yard, a commercial storage yard. Uh, property consists of 0.69 acres of land, and uh, you can see there the parcel number. I'm going to show you some more information on that. Uh, this is a, uh, a view of the property looking from Bill Carter Road. Uh, property kind of goes back in a rectangular fashion like this. It's kind of sandwiched between two residential properties. There's a house here and there's a, there's a house on the other side of it. Uh, Mr. Bradham said that those houses are owned by relatives of his. And part of, the, part of the reason, as you'll see as I get into the presentation, is that he wanted to uh, park this, uh, his, his equipment for this mobile business on this property so that uh, the neighbors who are family members can keep an eye on it. That was his justification for wanting to do that. Anyway, this is a uh, picture of our sign in front of the property. It's been advertised, and there were a number of people who came to the Planning Commission meeting to uh, uh, speak on this. And then, of course, this is the uh, ad that we ran in the Coastal Courier. <clears throat> Narrative, uh, he's got uh, what he wants to do is uh, park two box trucks, uh, one dually ton truck. A, uh, he wants to park two closed-in trailers. You saw some of the closed-in trailers there in the photograph, a car hauler and an RV. He wants to park all those on this property uh, once it gets zoned B2. He's operated this business as a mobile mechanic there since 2018. Uh, it says there's a lot of expensive equipment inside the box trucks. Families living on both sides of the storage par of, of this parcel and, and uh, to keep an eye on for unwanted activities. That's Mr. Broadham's uh, narrative there. Okay, this is a, uh, a picture just showing where it is, uh, Highway 84 here. Bill Carter Road is just, just a little ways down Beer Carter Road on the right-hand side. You can see it's surrounded. Uh, there's a residential property here and a residential property here. Okay, that's just a little bit closer up. You can see the two existing houses there. This property has been cleared off since, uh, since this area of photograph was taken uh, uh, four or five years ago. Okay, you can see the existing zoning map in the area. That's the Bill Carter, Bill Carter store. That's the, uh, that's the other property across the street that's already zoned B2. But most of the area in the immediate vicinity of, of this, uh, this request on Bill Carter Road is AR1. It's completely surrounded by AR1 zoning. Our zoning analysis, uh, does the property have reasonable economic uh, value as currently zoned? We said yes. Uh, does, is, is the proposed use uh, conform to the JLS? We said yes to that as well. Number three, does the proposed use uh, conform to the Liberty County consult, uh, Comprehensive Plan? And our answer to that is no. This property is designated as low-density residential, and as you saw on the map, it's completely surrounded by AR1 property. Number four, uh, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? Our answer to that was yes. Uh, number five, is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? We said our answer to that was no, it's surrounded by houses. Number six, will the zoning create an undue burden on roads and streets and transit? We said no. 
Number seven, would this allow short-term gain, <clears throat> gain at the expense of our long-term uh, planning goals? We answered that yes. Number eight, uh, would this change cause a domino effect? We believe that it would. Number nine, are there unique historical sites that might be adversely impacted? We did not note any. Number 10, is this in a flood area? No, it's not in a flood area. Number 11, is it spot zoning and unrelated to the existing pattern of development? Our answer is that it is spot zoning. It's around, the area is surrounded by agricultural and residential uses. And then number 12, are there unique conditions with support, approval, or denial? None, we, we answered. Planning Commission heard this at the December uh, 21st meeting. There were a number of residents who came uh, to speak in opposition to it, and Planning Commission recommends uh, disapproval of this request. I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have about it. And yes. Chairman, I re just remind you this is a public hearing. Okay, thank you, sir. Is the petitioner here? Yes, sir. Yeah. Would the petitioner please come, come forward and just, it's explaining in your words, sir, what your plans were for that site. <clears throat> My name is Joseph Bradham. Yes, sir. Uh, when I initially bought the land, it was me and my wife was putting our house up there. Mm -hmm. uh, they went to Jessup to get a trailer to put there. That's why I cleared it. Mm -hmm. But when I went to get an address for the property, they told me that either I have a residential or commercial, I can't have my equipment out there. I was pushed out of Hinesville with my equipment from where I live at now, off of Airport Road. Uh, I had to find a place to put my equipment uh, that I felt comfortable at watching because I got a lot of expensive equipment in there. And uh, when I came down to get an address for the property, they told me that I couldn't either had to be residential or commercial. That's the option they gave me. So talking with my wife with it, and the only option we had at the time is, I guess we got to make the residential because we got all our equipment out there already, not knowing that uh, we had to change it like that. Because I thought it could, be put a it could be our resident, and we just got our equipment in the back of the house, back farther back in the property. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a mobile business, you know. I go, I work on semi-trucks and cars, but we go wherever they at. We get dispatched when they call us or somebody break down now, we go far as Atlanta. When they break down, we leaving. I got these two guys working for me and another guy which is still working. He couldn't make it here today. Uh, but I'm just, it just tied my hands on where I'm gonna keep all this equipment because I got this mobile mechanic business and I got a lawn service. And uh, each one of those clothes trailer got, they, even the box trucks I got, got a lot of expensive equipment in it by itself. You know what I mean? The toolbox by itself is like seven grand sitting there. That's just a toolbox. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I just, had, when I had all my equipment on 304 North Belmont Court, uh, the neighbors in the Cobasack complained about the equipment sitting out there, which is, it moves every morning. They come back late. And I just had to find a place to put it. And when I first started clearing the land, I had a, my trailers on the side of the road, you know, until the land got cleared that way I could take them off and put them back up in the hole. But, I mean, I had people coming on the first meeting that uh, was against it, but, I mean, I, I not knowing the situation, that I, my hands was just tied. I just, 
when I came down to get an address for it, they told me I can't have commercial and residential. They told me I had to make it either or. You know, my wife comes with where she at now, so I told her, let's make it residential so we could keep our equipment out there. I got an RV. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> my hand's tied. I'm not, I'm, I've been raised in Savannah, but I've been down here over 20 years now. And uh, I've been running this business since 2018. And uh, we mostly disperse all my equipment to each person's house, but it's, that was starting to get to be a problem. And I just had to find a way to keep all my equipment where I know it was safe and nobody won't be able to break in and steal it. Uh, but I mean, I didn't know people, even if I, I you know, I'm willing to even fence it off so if they don't have to look at it, you know. But I'm just, my hand is tired right now. I don't know what to do. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you, sir. Right. Don't go far. Excuse me, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. You, want to ask him? you want to ask him something? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Jeff, I think in your narrative up there, you say you've been working ever since 2018. You, you've been uh, you've been working in that area since 2018. No, I had never been working that area. It, we were mobile, so all my equipment I had was at my house until they sent a letter to me saying I can't have equipment parked out there. Okay, because Mr. Chair. Yeah. I know that this property East. was cleared off in June, June. of yeah. this year. This year. And I know it wasn't no activity there. Uh. Now, I'm gonna ask you a question. Mr. Mm. Chairman, I ask him a question. Yes, sir. Do you work on vehicles there? If it's my own vehicle, yeah. Okay. Do you own a log truck? No. Okay. But you didn't work on a log truck the other day that backed out in the road in front of me. Well, they pulled up on me asked me a question, but I mean, he, he left and went back around. Cause I know these people, both the time these people pull up on me in these trucks, I know them and they live around the area. You know, the best way out, you know, is be honest about yes. everything. And they be, and they live in the area, you know. But Once the law truck that you saw, he stays on uh, Long Reach Road right there. That's you know, I, tra I, I travel that road two and three yeah, times yeah. a day. Yeah. So a day. That, that white with that red trailer. No. The white. No, no. If you go, I travel that road two and three times ways, a day. If you go down the four-way south side, make that right, like coming back down mm -hmm. to Walterville. Mm -hmm. If you look to the left, you'll see that white truck and the mm -hmm. law truck. But what what I'm, what I'm getting to, Mr. Chair, and and you too, that I've seen other vehicles parked there that has been worked on, like the Uno One uniform truck out of oh, Richmond yeah, Hill. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, but I'm just saying, yeah. if you're gonna come to look for something place just to park a vehicle, mm. that's one thing. But if you're gonna turn a wrench there, that's mm. something else totally different. Yeah, that's totally different. But most time if you see a unit first truck out, I'm buying it, cause I'm gonna convert that to a mobile mm. truck, mm. mobile business. I'm a, that box truck they're selling me, I got a contract with Universe, <clears> which I go in Richmond Hill on their yard and work on their vehicles. But that one you're sitting there, I'm actually finna buy that vehicle. Because I'm going to refer like I wrap my dually. I'm going to wrap that, mm -hmm. put my equipment in there, because I got more equipment in these, in these uh, closed-in trailers that could make a, could a, another service truck for another guy that I need to hire. Okay. All right, Mr. Chair. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I had a question mm -hmm. for Mr. Brown. That was one of my questions I had about the 2018, but mm -hmm. you've been in business, but you actually, have, have you lived out there? No. Okay, so you've had the business since 2018, mobile mechanic, but, mm -hmm. um, 
you so you're not going to have vehicles coming to you. You're going to go off site. Yeah, we go off site. Okay. And but do you live there? Are you planning on living there? You said you had went. Yeah, my plan. Me and my wife' plan was to get our trailer put there, but the trailer was high, so we're gonna get a house built. Okay, and then you still have the relatives on both sides, yeah, and then you're sides. gonna go in there, and you just basically need a place to park, to park your trucks, and then you go yeah. off site. Okay. Um, how many, Jeff? Did you tell us how many acres was there? Zero point six. A half an acre, and you got two. Two homes on the property already, and then we'll go back to the picture, Jeff. And there's two homes there mm -hmm. now, and then you're going to put in another one. Yeah, either I, build I, or pad, either put in. I put the front pad where I got the pad at. That's where mm -hmm. the house was going built, and the equipment was going to the back. Right, it's a small. I got it cleared mm -hmm. in that first pad. When you come right, there's in, there's a house, the and right there's a house. Yeah, where? Right there's a house, and right there's a house now. Oh, okay. So they're not on the same property that he's talking about. No, that's a separate parcel. No, that's yeah. separate that's that zero point okay. six, right, Nine. a little over a half acre. There's no, there's no um, one living on that. No one okay. living on it because it's a straight, it's a strip. Okay. Not a wide property. Right. Okay. okay. No, it got me a little confused when he said he had uh, relatives living on. Both sides. Both sides. Both, both, on both, on both sides, side. but not on the property. Not on the okay, property. Okay, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Commissioner Stevens, where um, where the arrow is, mm -hmm. it's on the same side as the Bill Carter store, right? That's on the same. And side. Where, where in proximity is Mr. Uh, Mr. Billy Walthouse's um, old service station? Uh, down Other in down. that corner, if you if you had the map on, yeah. Okay, when Mr. Billy had that, I I, I know he had gas there at one time. What, was it a mechanic shop back no. then? It was no. never never maintenance shop, just no. a service station and a like a convenience store type. Convenience thing. store. That was it. Yeah. Okay. But now you're talking about a half a mile, three quarters a half, of a half mile. Half a mile yeah. from, from Mr. Bradham's place down to Mr. Walthow, which That's is at the corner of Walthow Road. That's correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess my other question would be um, if he um, had an 18 wheeler, if he, <clears throat> if he lived there, if he lived there, Jeff and Joey, Mr. Chairman, everyone, if he lived there, and he was a long distance trucker and he come home on the weekend and he parked his truck there over the weekend. Would that be against zoning out in that area? There is a restriction on the, on the size of vehicles that you can park in a, in a residential zone area. Okay. So an 18 wheeler would be outside of that. Okay. And, I, and I'm thinking another area of uh, going out to Midway I think you'll be past Bill Carter Road mm -hmm. on the left-hand side. There's a kind of a yellow sign with red, red writing on it. Right. That is, is that some kind of storage yard, or is, is people that do irrigation and do Limited. different kind of? Um, what, that's what, another. That's another issue that we are working on at the same present time that is not within the regulations. But but that that one is is up and operating, been operating for years. No, the one for just, the down. Got one just prior to Homestown Road. No, it's past Homestown. It, it's um, it's, uh, yeah. it's between Bill Carter Road and the funeral home on the left-hand side, going yeah. out toward Midway. Um, I, I don't know I who owns that. Fleming, you didn't oh, you talking about the Blue House? No, it's, I'm, I'm just saying it's a sign there that's got some kind of 
it's some kind of it's some kind of business there, and it looked like they got equipment and yeah. and everything else. So you know what I'm talking about, Mr. Chairman? I know you're I've about. seen yeah, it. I thought it said I've Fleming. No. You talking about the Fleming Plumbing Company? I, I think right. that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they, they got <clears throat> they got stuff over there, don't they? On on that parcel, and then and I do remember we we um, you could talk about the joint land use and um, and the comprehensive plan, mm -hmm. but a few years ago, we zoned a parcel on 196 for um, Rick's Tree Service, and he's mm -hmm. he's got a mulching site. And then I don't know what the land use was for that, but um, he's cutting down trees in Hinesville and hauling the logs out there and grinding them up and just taking care of business. Um, and what, what, what's the, the land use for that? That mixed use? Plan? It's uh, for, for both Highway 84 and 196 uh, going up that way. Mm, it's mixed use. Mixed use. It's mixed use. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. But, but I'm just saying, but he, he could not, you, you're saying if he had a couple of 18-wheelers and he lived there and he came home on the weekend, he would not be allowed to park there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's not, it's not mixed use. So anybody that does what I just said, it's got a log truck or a transfer truck, as I call it, parked in their yard would be in violation of some ordinance in the residential zone you're you're limited to well it have to be zone residential if someone lives there wouldn't it right. if it was a house there well, and the guy goes on the road all weekend he come home on a friday evening and park his truck there it's the area wouldn't, wouldn't, i don't think they fall under that same Uh, and I guess with that being said, Jeff, there's, there's, there should be no one in that, in that zoning that parks a, a truck there for Saturday, Friday night and pull out Sunday morning going to California. No one should be doing that in, in this county. But you know, he he said that um, he was going to park his equipment there. But he 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 don't he doesn't do any work there. He leaves it there, and his work is mobile. He goes wherever needed or wherever wherever the call is. It's not that he's wake up in the morning and start <clears throat> fixing on vehicles. He he leaves or he goes there because he doesn't stay there. There's no resident there. He goes there and pick up one of his trucks, and then he goes to wherever his job is. Okay. So Mr. Mr. Chairman, mm -hmm. if, I, if I may interject, there has been work done at this site, okay? And it's only, and it's only a 0 0.6 acres. Mm -hmm. There's no way to pull a truck with a trailer in there unless knowing you have to back it out in the road because there's no way to turn it around. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't say that it wasn't I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just interjecting that what, into I, it. I'll just base it on what he said. He stood right. there and he said that um, that that's not his work site, that his work is mobile. That, that, that's what he said. Yeah. And I'll just what repeat that. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, let me say something. You've got a man here and his family that's trying to make a living. Mm -hmm. I understand what Commissioner Stevens is saying, but about three doors down from you, on the right-hand side of the road is a man that's been working on cars there for I don't know how long. And up and down that road, there's log trucks going all over the place. Yeah. This board right here has supported the uh, tractor-trailer school out at, at um, right. Alpha Airport Road. I mean, that was something we done. We saw a lot of military people leave it. Now, there's some good drivers that can turn that thing around on a dime. Mm -hmm. yep. I don't care about that. I really don't care about anything other than, number one, that, you know, you, you've got a place, and I commend you for wanting to try to work on them. Um, if that's all you've got right now, then I hope that everything goes well with you. But I'm not going to sit up here and vote against a man trying to run a business to make a living when a lot of people just sit at the house right now drawing a little check. So I just want you to understand the way I feel about it is it is. But log trucks go up and down that road down there and have been ever since it's been dirt. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what the problem is, but if we need to change it, we can change it. Jeff, you said a one-ton truck. Do you know how big a one-ton truck is? Yeah, I know, but you said a one-ton truck. A, a one-ton truck is not that very big. So you're telling somebody that comes through there that maybe he's going to cut the timber behind him there. He can't do that. He's going to have to come out somewhere else. I don't know where he's going to come out of. Because it's, you just it's, said going to the waste. Mr. Chair, Mr. Chair, I, I just have a few. All right, a few. Uh, Mr. Chair, uh, I, I guess I just have a couple of questions for, for Jeff. And, and again, I'm, I'm a small business owner, and I, I definitely understand, you know, the difficulties of, of owning a business and everything. And, and even having this conversation with, and just listening to you, sir, about the, the process of how you purchased the land and how you, you know, you were thinking about that being a, a residential and also commercial. I, I, that that kind of brought something to my attention that, that we probably need to to let people know about the importance of zoning and uh, whenever they're they're purchasing these particular pieces of land because I mean every, everyone doesn't know you know the rules and the regulations of of you know particular <clears throat> pieces of property. Uh, but also with that being said. Um, it's, it's difficult for me to sit up here and and forget about the citizens next to you. And then also, not just that, but even with us looking at the zoning analysis, Mr. Chair, I mean, you know, does this proposed use uh, conform to the Liberty County Comprehensive Plan? No, is it's the answer to that. Uh, we have plenty of those on here. Is this proposed use suitable in a view of nearby uses? No. Uh, 
one of my issues, and, and Jeff, I, I guess you could you could answer this as well. I mean, would would this particular piece <coughs> wouldn't that be uh, spot zoning? Right. Uh, everything is in yellow, which is AR1. It's an ag agriculture residential. And there's a commercial down here on the end of the road. But, but and, and that commercial has been there since. I, I probably still have a tab there when I was a kid driving my foiler just getting gas. That's why you can't pay the bill. Right, yeah. <laughs> probably so. I, I give them those $3. like $0.30 cent a gallon then. Mm -hmm. But all of that is residential. And... <laughs> What's the purpose of having a comprehensive plan if we're not going to stick to the comprehensive plan? You know, I, th this is a, a difficult situation to be in, you know, for, for the board, for, for the owner as well, and, and also the, the, the citizens who live next to her or, or down the street. I mean, I, I hear the, the talk about 18-wheelers. I get that. But I'm looking at this particular <clears throat> situation uh, that's in front of us. Also, uh, looking at the domino effect that it occur. Uh, and I mean, spot zoning. I mean, isn't it the legality of that? I, I know we have our attorney here, but I mean, is, is that even something that, that we could even address? And that's when the domino effect kicks in. So, I mean, we, we could, you know, we could be, you know, houses right next to an uh, auto repair shop in the middle of, of nowhere. Well, or a convenience store. Or a convenience store. Uh, and there's no, you're not allowed to put a restriction on B2. You couldn't say we're going to rezone it to B2 only for parking vehicles. Once you open the, once you open the commercial zoning, it's open. Ma'am, you are? I'm Lakeisha Nishay Bradham. Mm -hmm. I'm Mr. Bradham's wife. Mm -hmm. I've been living on Bill Carter Road my whole life since it's been Route 2, Box 175. I have signatures of people that live on Bill Carter Road that has no problem with my husband storing his equipment there. We are not trying to do business there. When you see a car being worked on, that is either me bringing my car up there or my husband is fixing it for me. Those particular days you all are talking about, Trucks come in there, they see, oh, Joe, my husband's been working for the TA for 25 years. So they know him and they know his work. And when they see that truck and they see Browns, oh, Joe, you working out here? Can you? They'll pull in there. Yes, they do. And all my husband has to do is let them know this is just a storage unit. You need me? Call my wife. She'll set up a work order for you and we'll be out there. Those were the reasons for the days that you all are talking about when y'all seen trucks out there. My aunts, my uncles, my family stays all up and down that road. And they have no problem with my husband trying to do a business. If there was something, we had to sign something, Bradham's is staying in the family. That business is not being sold nowhere, and that land is not going to be turned into anything else. 
if we have to sign something to let that be known. Because you all are talking like the statement you thought brought up with the 18 wheels if that was my husband's business. Right there by Billy's, there's a trailer there. He has two 18-wheelers. He parks there. And I go up and down that road every day to go to my work myself, and I see that. So it's okay for him to have his trucks there, but we're just trying to store two Penske trucks, which is our work trucks, our trailers that have our equipment for our mechanic job and our lawn service and his dually trucks. Everything else comes home. Those guys park their cars there when they go to work. They get in the yellow trucks. They bring it back. 5 p.m. is shut down. And my husband, he works on the weekends. He parks his truck there, takes that truck to the yard at Universe. That Universe truck, we're buying that to turn it into a third work truck like my husband stated to you. So that's going to be another business truck. There's no work going on there. The 18-wheeler you seen there, he called my husband. He pulled up there and asked him if he can do something. And my husband said, I can come out there to you. We don't have a shop. We're not running a shop there. We're just trying to store our equipment there because we have a lot of equipment. Yes, we were planning on getting a trailer there, but with the COVID and all the situations going down, the trailer that we want is not going to be ready. She told us if we want to wait another two to three years, and that's why we're switching to getting a home built, and that's going to take more time. And I feel like that is our land. We're just storing it there. The rock trucks are going to be in the back. Yes, yeah, so our home is going to be frontwards, and the box truck is still going to be in the back because that's still where he's going to leave out and go to work. Mr. And I yeah. have signatures signed by people that live on Bill Carter Road. We're not out there working. There's no loudness. You come in there in the morning, we're switching, getting the trucks ready to get on the road. And if you see both of the trucks sitting out there, they're just waiting on a roll call to come. Is that a problem with us sitting on, on our property, waiting for a call to come through for them to leave? No, and I'll tell my husband, I'd be like, I'm bringing the car up there, is doing this, checking out. Yeah, that's when he's working on something. But I don't see any other problem on Liberty County or in Hinesville when people are working on their personal vehicles. So that's why I'm trying to understand to let me know better what is the problem, what is the issue we have, because we're not trying to turn that into no shop. Eventually, our home is going to be there. The trailer that I wanted, being that you all know how females are, we want what we want, is not going to be ready for another two or three years. So I'm going to say, okay, our plan is to get a house built. Mr. Chair, mm -hmm. I ask a question. Jeff, what is the requirement size of a lot of a, to have a house built on it or a mobile home put on it? Half an acre. Half an acre. There's been two trailers there. It's just about big enough for a septic tank. I will point out, uh, Chairman, that uh, if, if you zone this property B2, you will not be allowed to have a, a building permit for a house on it. You can't live on commercial property. That's in, and I. I think that that's what I was saying, Mr. Chair. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I think some some way the communication has been broken. Mm. You know, uh, again, I. I understand what y'all are saying, you know, uh, and I understand what the economy and, and everything else dealing with, even building a house. So it's, it's either you, you want to build a house here or you want to use it for your business. You know, you, you can't do both. You know, you, you can't do that in the city limits of Hinesville or unless it's a, a in-house office. And there's still stipulations with that. So I understand, but I'm also confused 
did you purchase it to build a house or did you purchase it for your business? Oh, we, we purchased it to build a house. Right. When I came down to get an address at the zoning people, they told me I got either or. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you just. You, yeah, due to the equipment we got out there. Right, 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 right. So, you know, White sat down and talked about it, and we need a place to keep our equipment. So we said it's only commercial, and our plans are find another piece of product to build a house. I mean, I just, yeah. my hands tied, I don't know what to do. Or, you, 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 with all the respect, you might have to find another piece to put your equipment. Right, let me let me kind of move this along if will. Is Can you buy a piece behind it, further behind it to make it wider? Well, I got it pushed all the way back. No, I'm talking about that's still counting your 0 0.6 acres, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying is that's not big enough. Yeah, okay? but that's, it's uh, not big enough for what? To, to, to uh, like I say, to park those vehicles on in a residential area, first of all, <clears throat> and to build a house on it later, I'm asking a question, can yeah, you buy a piece behind it, or is that the forest timber, the timber company behind it? Yeah, the land goes all the way to the back there. Uh, the part that I got cleared off where it used to be a patch, you see that patch of the airport now? Mm -hmm. It used to be trees there. But I got all that cleared out like a pad to put the house there. And you go back farther with the square line at, all that's cleared out to the back. But, but what I'm saying is, the, the the acreage is irrelevant, correct? Because it's, it's the zoning. Okay, the zoning is period. What we need to go back to. So, yeah. Okay. But let me do Th this. This is a zoning <coughs> petition. Let me do this, gentlemen. I, I, let, let me hear. If, if you all will, don't go far. Uh, is there someone here to speak um, in opposition to this uh, request? Okay, ma'am, would you come up and state your name for the matter of record? And Now I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I was born on Bill Carter Road in a house, one house away from the property that they're speaking of. When I took notice of the business going there, I kept hearing the generator going. I didn't know it was a generator at first. I inquired, what is that noise? And later on, I found out, and he said, it says it's not a business, but there were so many trucks on the side of the road we didn't know what was going on in the community. I'm one of the people on that road. I care about the people on the road. Some of us are easily influenced. Some of us don't want to say anything, and we agree because we don't want to riffle the water. I'm one of those who worked. I didn't collect a check for nothing. I worked, my parents worked. The property and the community is a quiet community. 
We all grew up together. We loved each other. And that's where the care comes in. We've had several people to say that when the trucks were coming, that they almost had a wreck on the road because of the trucks. Well, now I don't see the trailers, but every now and then you see a truck. I know all of us need to make a living, but we need to come to an agreement on helping the couple to find a place for their equipment. The display is nice. We always say a picture has a thousand words, but you need to see it for yourself. Perhaps a solution can be worked out, but why have a planning and zoning committee when we don't accept their findings. I have no gripe about the people who are working and trying to make that business. I have no gripe with them, but I do not. And many of the people don't want the zone changed from agricultural. <coughs> residential. Some people we went, I did speak to, they were really reluctant to say that they got a letter from the Planning and Zoning Committee. And I know they got one because they are taxpayers. And all taxpayers in that vicinity and community got a letter. I would like to think, and I don't have my information, that when Billy's store was built and when it was operating, you probably didn't have a planning and zoning committee. And if you did, it wasn't functioning. Billy's place, as far as I know, does not sell gas. And I don't know if it's in operation now. But I am not the only one who object to changing the zoning in that community. Questions? Did you say your name, Ms. Mosley? I, I, <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't. I don't think you did. I am Dorothy Mosley. I am Dorothy Dryer Mosley. <clears throat> and I do own the property, two houses, one house away from the area that we are speaking of. Okay. All right. Question for Ms. Mosley? the commissioners? Uh, 
I, I think most of my questions All right. are for Jeff. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Mosley. Good for, thank you, Mr. Um, Mr. Rickardson, um, here's what I was thinking. Kind of like following the lead of Commissioner Frazier. Um, and the gentleman said, and listen, uh, Mr. Bradham, a lot of stuff about zoning we know because we're in these positions. If it weren't for that, we wouldn't know either. <laughs> you know, so don't feel bad that you didn't know. <clears throat> you know, when you when you bought that property, it happens. But we're trying to educate citizens that when you buy a property, please find out what the zoning is before you have anticipated use of it because you may be denied, you know, using it for purposes, uh, whether it be residential or commercial. Uh, this is in the middle of a residential area, which your, your wife grew up down there, so you all very well know that. Um, but my question is, with the uh, LCPC, was there any conversation, I'm not sure if you were at that meeting, about trying to find some, some, some middle ground, some kind of way to, to uh, accommodate uh, this request? Uh, was it? This is, this is a pretty hard case. I mean, okay. you, you either have business in the, allow business into this residential area or you, or don't. you don't. Or you don't. And Mr. Frazier suggested that you could find property that's already either zoned uh, for business or has the potential to be zoned for business. But mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, I don't really know of any, any other compromise for this situation. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, concerning part, I'm going to share, is just the, the adverse effect. You know, on on the the other parcels and and you know the property values. Uh, that that's where, and, and like I said, th this is this is a very difficult uh, case. You know, I, I I understand from the citizen as as being a, a business owner. I understand the difficulties, but then I also understand the difficulties from the other homeowners. You know, I we we allow this to be in the middle of of a residential, uh, I mean, I used to be a real estate appraiser. So, I mean, the, the probability of your property values going down, it's, it's, it, it, it could happen, you know? I mean, nothing is set in stone, but just the probabilities. It's, it's just a lot of probabilities out here. I don't know if, if you all could go back and, and discuss, uh, you know, some alternative measures to, to see how, you know, you, we we could help them in some type of way, uh, but this is this is difficult. And you know, I've I'm I'm well familiar with, with that area. You know, I, I remember when Lewis Fraser was a dirt road, so I, I understand that area. But just like we said, this this commercial at the end that's been the only piece of commercial that's been there for I know 40 years. I, I can vouch for the, for the last 40. So. And it's it's just in the heart of residential. Residential. It's just, it's just I, I don't yeah. Mr. Regardless Mr. if it was a half an acre or three acres, it's still just it's just in the heart of a residential. Yeah, I had one more suggestion. Or, or you're trying to help help them out as far as you know being able to either accommodate them or not. But um, we have like approved home-based businesses in a home or on the property because he's not going to have that much traffic <clears throat> going in and out. So if you built the house there and it kept it residential and then applied for uh, in-home business, mm -hmm. couldn't he do that or so try to help him out here? We had a case that, that, if you recall, about a year ago, same kind of situation. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that uh, we had a home-based business. Uh, and under a home-based business, you're not allowed to uh, have, in and out. have yep. the crew assemble there. Assemble there. Or store That's materials right. there or have equipment there. Right. And we were forced, in fact, to stay in a residential area. And so they had to move out. Mm -hmm. So are you are you are you all following the conversation? Yeah. All right. On the airport road? Yeah, because you have. You Come to the podium, please. The only thing we're trying to do is just see if we can keep our equipment there. That's it. Is there any way we can fence it off? Because I understand the heart and what the community is saying about Bill Carter Road. If we get. Can get it fenced off and blocked. So, like, if the seeing the box trucks is what's bothering them, that open land, is there any way we can get that fenced off and just keep it resident? Because we're not trying to make it a business. Normally, that conversation that you just had would have would have been had with people like Miss Mosley before you all came to us, and y'all would come to a conclusion. So, the only thing we could do, possibly do, is like is, 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 is a table it, and yeah. have you all go discuss it. Y'all go discuss. And see what you can work out among yourselves, and then bring it back to the uh, to the commissioners. Because right now, with uh, kind of like uh, Commissioner Frazier was saying, uh, LCPC has disapproved them. We don't that we don't bless everything that's sent to us. He hear mm. me very well, very well. But this is a. So Rob, which we're trying to place. accommodate you, your business interests, as well as people like Miss Mose in that neighborhood. We don't want to adverse, inadversely affect them, as well as some of your relatives, from what I heard you say. So, and Miss Mose is right. Some people don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. You know, I don't want to yeah, get involved. I, kind of, I don't want to get involved. Uh, so we, so we're trying to. So we're, we're kind of on a. <laughs> that's that's where we are now. But if you all, um, let me just ask Miss Mose real quick. Miss Mose, would you come back? <clears throat> if. I'm not sure who the who the neighborhood chairperson is, but 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 uh. We are not organized. Yeah, but but uh, I guess my question is: Is there some willingness to to maybe work with them to see if there's something that can be done where it's uh, something that everybody can live with, or is the answer just no? We don't want a a um, a business in the residential neighborhood. And maybe an unfair question to you, but you here, ma'am. Yes, yeah, it is an unfair question to yeah. me. Yeah. You can just say um, so. One thing we need to say the truth in what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we've had everything said. Okay, I hear you. That is really going on there. I hear you. All I can see is when I'm passing and when I'm over at my property. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at the property, I see activities going on. But yes, I guess the community can get together and, Come and to do that. But why have a planning and zoning committee? I hear you. Um, uh, just Chair. so you know, this this government has the authority to override the planning and zoning committee. That's our authority. Why have you? Then then it goes to wherever else it would go up the approval. But we have the right at any time to to override the um. That's just that's just come with the, our charter. Mr. Chair, yes, 
I think we have beat this horse enough. I think we should actually go back and try to table it for 30 days to see if there's an option. Is that a motion? To, to, wait a minute. To try and finish and try to help him. Mm -hmm. I think now, Mr. Brad, Bradham, I think you've probably got a little bit more knowledgeable of what's going on now than what you had before. And um, we're not trying to keep you out of business. It's just the where it's located at, and once we start that domino effect, and I do agree, there's some other yard business going on, but we need to put, other than that, we're gonna have yard business, yard business, yard business. So that's why we are going through this process with you now. I want you both, everyone out there to understand, we're not against you. We're just trying to do the right thing. But let me and follow. may I, and Miss, Miss Bradham, is it any way possible I can have a copy of your petition? Mr. Chairman, if you allow me to have that. Um, I will say this. Um, now, I hadn't been down there, <clears throat> but we're going to take your word to this commission that you have not been working on vehicles. You, okay. Okay. Your, your personal, all right. All right, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we table it for 30 days and bring it back. Thank you. Chairman, uh, motion and second that we table this. Know there's going to be some discussion. Ms. Moses, if you would please stand in the gap for your neighborhood, if you will. There's some others, but I think one of them could not make it tonight because of his mother. Ms. Moses, hear me very well. I'm not trying to get you to change your mind. I just want to give the option because I think each of us would, would like to see the young man business uh, prosper and be successful. But at the same time, my brother, we got to take care of the neighbors in the neighborhood, too. And, and young lady, those are your relatives, you said, you know. So you want to be invited to the family reunion. Yeah, we got to take care of them, too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. right. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to have Even a little if you conversation. Don't go, you, want, you still want the invite. Uh, all in favor of table until 30 days. All right. All right. Thank you. Y'all right. talk. Work it out. Mr. Chairman, I'm not in favor of tabling. So You're not in favor of tabling? Okay. I'm sorry. All right. All right, motion to go back in the regular session. So move. Second. Second. All in favor, raise your hand. All right. All right, you may be, y'all can stay, y'all can be excused. Okay. Up there, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Now, let me say this, Kim. Ms. Moses, those, Mr. Rickerson would tell you those other alternatives can be such things as they're fenced in, they're things that can be done. To have it make it more palatable. But listen, my brother, no guarantees. No guarantees, whatever y'all work out. But those are some options that could be on the table. Okay. All right. All right. Finance. Yes, sir. Um, we finished the November report and we're trying our best to make sure that we get the December report so that we can come back before you at your mid-month meeting in January with the December results. But uh, at the end of November, you had exhausted um, about 37% of your budgeted expenditures, so that's well within your parameters for this time of year. Uh, only achieved about 21% of your revenues so far, but that's because tax bills did not go out until December. Um, at the end of November, there was approximately 3.3 months worth of operational expenditures. <coughs> they were not that way. Um, and one year ago today, 
there was 3.7 months. So we're um, a little bit behind. I, I'm, I'm going to say that's probably some timing. So we're probably very close to the same place we were last year. Um, some of the same departments are continuing to show up because of those lump sum payments that we make up front. And those are your risk management, your general admin fees, and your superior court. There's a couple of other um, departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Mosquito Control, they bought a lump, they bought a bulk purchase of chemical, so that kind of skewed them for a little bit. Um, then your, your debt service and your other financing uses. Debt service is um, we are now making some of those first payments for the enterprise lease agreements, and those were not originally budgeted, so that's going to kind of skew that debt service department. And then other financial uses, that is to support the E911 operations, running slightly ahead of schedule there too. Um, solid waste, right now, at the end of November, there's about $117,000 loss. We do expect that to turn around as soon as those solid waste assessments come in. And your other special revenue funds, um, your E911, your victim witness, your child support and record service center, all operating within their budgeted parameters for this time of year. Sales tax. <laughs> Sales tax looked great again. Um, for the month of November, $159,000 over what we expected to budget. So, so far <clears throat> to date, we are about $3.19 million ahead of schedule. Um, and as you know, sales tax six runs through March 2023. So a little more than a year left. And I guess that's why probably in the next couple of months you're going to be talking about the sales tax seven referendum and things you want to get ready for that yes. referendum. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, yeah, sales tax looks great. I will tell you that those obligations and commitments that you made last month during your December meeting are not reflected in here because this is your November report. They will be reflected in your December report. So if you look at your road money and say, mm -hmm. well, I, what happened to my, <laughs> you know, 300,000 or my 80,000, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it'll be in your next, in your December report because that is when you made your commitment. I did see that. Okay. <laughs> if that's where you, you were wondering where it was, um, it'll be in your next month's report. Okay. That's uh, is, Mr. Chairman, I had a question. Is that the sales tax that we seem to be doing so good on, was this like for October? The, this, the revenue? This that? is what we received in November represents October sales. October. That is correct. So we still got the November, December, Christmas rush. Right. I, we haven't okay. done that. We're trying right. to close. Actually, we won't even start closing December until next week. Okay. So, um, well, it's looking very good. It is looking good. Very good. A question for you and Mr. Brown. Um, the um, I don't want to term it the bonus <laughs> of the sales tax revenues um, at the end of the sales tax period. All the overage it still gets prorated out according to the referendum. Everything still has a okay. Every month it gets credit. Every month I have it allocated by that same amount that the original project made up in the total. So okay. every month when that check comes in, there's a pro rata share allocated mm -hmm. to every single project based on what that project makes up in total. Every single project and every single every municipality. Single. That's correct. Okay. That is correct. I didn't know how much leeway we would have in 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much I, as we'd like. Well, honestly, I'd like to see that um, Justice Center, man. That, I'd like yeah, to see that, yeah. you know. I agree. Now, so, so could we, would the referendum allow us to, to collaborate with them in this house and say, hey, we would like to do this, and if they agree, or that pretty much, you got to just abide by what the referendum says? Got to buy by what the referendum says. You got to send them the money. Yeah. Send it back. Thank you, Miss Kim. 
Thank you. Thank you. You gonna get it. Mr. Long's not here. You gonna get it. What? You gonna get it. Gotta trust the process, huh? You gonna get it. Back there. Boy, really? Kim hollered Kelly in the back. Mm-hmm. He's right. What you need, Kelly? I, I, no, my, I was looking for Trent Long. I thought Trent oh, no, Trent, like, is, Trent is actually going to be on the phone with us later. His monthly report will come up in the mid-month. Okay. And the uh, issue for land acquisition. Okay. All right. Attorney Davis. Evening. Good evening, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New, Happy New Year. The first resolution you have before you involves your redistricting plan. And I think this has been explained to everyone in the past. Once your plan was preliminary approved, it had to be submitted to the reportion office for a technical review. They reviewed it and returned back some corrections, which I think have been presented and explained to the board, or at least to the members. Uh, and this resolution is required in order to submit the corrected plan to the local legislation delegation for enactment in the next 2022 regular session which begins next week. And so if anyone has any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. But otherwise, we need this resolution approved so that your redistricting plan can be presented to the General Assembly. Do you know what, in, in which district they were tweaked? Primarily, it was Commissioner Stevens' district. Okay. okay. It, it, it involved a little over, is that correct? Well, if it did, there, there, there were if two. it did one, I know district one, and if there was any shifting in mine, it affected District 4. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there was two. One in, uh, district two. Uh-huh. Two people, right? Right. Very few people. And it did not affect <laughs> the one-person, one-vote standards and the, you know, the allocations that have been made before by the board. It was simply done to better protect voter anonymity. Uh, sometimes when you have pockets, which when you when you overlay uh, voting precincts over census data, it, it might be possible to identify certain voters and their voting patterns. And so that was the reason primarily for the technical corrections made by the reapportionment office. Kelly. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chair, <clears throat> I heard you say something that you said the one vote, one person. And I had an issue with that. Uh, remember when I kept saying some of the minorities were not counted. Now, it's more, it's, minorities is more than just blacks. It's the Hispanics. Hmm? And I heard, uh, what's his name? Jimmy. Jimmy said at the Board of Education meeting also that Hispanics were not said, counted, except for, counted properly like they're supposed to be, except for one county, and that was Gwinnett County. And that's where that, I could say that one vote, one person, one vote, and it's being counted properly. I still have an issue with it. I know it might be too late, but I still have an issue with it because they are not, the Hispanics is not being counted properly. I'll be happy to look into it. I wasn't involved in the redistricting plan, but I know that the reapportionment office examined the plan for purposes of of uh, that consistency with the one person, one vote standard, as well as some of these other more technical uh, issues, such as voter anonymity. And that the only corrections that were returned were the ones that were discussed earlier with you folks regarding voter anonymity. 
Right. But, but I'll be happy to look into that further for you. And like I say, I'm just going to lay it out. Just a few more things, Mr. Chairman. I just want to get it off. Get but, off the chest. Get off the chest. I thought uh, you told me you were done. He, he got a whole book on it. <laughs> what was that? But you told me you were done. No, I was done for that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw something the other day that really disturbed me from ACCG, that the reapportionment section, they had people who were trained specifically to do redrawing of the lines. And it says, and I can pull it up, it says that if we had to utilize them, it would not have cost local government a dime. We paid $10,000. $10, mm -hmm. $10,000 in the map still went up to reimportionment to be certified, but then they had to make, it, went, it should have gone to Atlanta to reimportionment to be technically inspected. That's the way how it's listed. Then it should have come back if everything was okay. Then there should have been a certification phone sent back. How close am I, Kelly? Pretty close. Okay, thank you. That's what I thought. Well, None yeah, of that, and that's why we're back. That's why we're back here today. Right. The statute requires that following certif yeah, following technical review and certification by the reportment office, then the local board of commissioners mm -hmm. approves the redistricting plan and authorizes its submission to the general assembly. And now it also states that if there were any changes, it could have been done by a reapportionment, or it could have been done by the creator of the map, which would have been Jimmy McDonald. Thank but instead, we pay him $10,000, and he didn't make the changes. Real apportionment made the changes. Yeah, I can't speak to that. Yeah, as a general matter, though, a local jurisdiction can either draw its own, you know, mm -hmm. fa fashion its own plan, or uh, have the reapportionment office uh, prepare the plan. And the technical review, though, is performed solely by the reapportionment office, whether they perform it or, or outside consultants. That's does. what they did. Yes. Right, That's but still, did. where's the certification? <clears throat> yeah, the certification from the reapportionment office, right? once they review uh, and you know, make recommendations for corrections, if any, and it's adopted by the local legislation, their submission back to local jurisdiction, is that is the certification. There is no separate certificate, but all that's required is their technical review, and so long as your plan is adopted consistent with their recommendations, that's a certified plan, okay. and that's what the local delegation is being requested to enact at this next uh, regular session, beginning next week. Uh, Mr. Chair, I, I just have a question for Ms. De Davis, I guess, uh, from what Commissioner Stevens was saying. Uh, I know a couple times he said, stated that the Hispanic vote was not counted. I mean, uh, I, can show I, you. I, I guess just some clarification on, on that. I, 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 what, I don't have it, but I can okay, show it to that, you. That's fine. But I, I, I do understand um, from, from the, the legal standpoint, when, whenever a lot of the voter rights, especially in the state of Georgia, were, were formed, is we formed from a discrimination standpoint. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess during that time, that group of people weren't, a group of people that were discriminated on. It was more of, of the African-American vote. So 
I, I know that's why a lot of laws were focused on the African-American vote. Now, I, I just don't see how a whole group of people were not counted unless they didn't, unless they all bonded together and decided not to do the census. Because, I mean, once so someone filed and did everything they were supposed to do for the census, I mean, the census is the census. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not like they received those, those numbers and threw them out. I printed it off of the map. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess the bottom line is, although I wasn't involved in the redistricting plan, the mm -hmm. reporting office has reviewed it, mm -hmm. and they have indicated that it's yes. consistent with all federal and state law, right. with the exception of their recommendation that these technical corrections be made. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, you ready for a motion? Ready for a motion. I make a motion. We approve the resolution, the ratification of a district map. Second. Motion and second. We approve the resolution of, of the district maps as presented. Duly noted, Commissioner Stevens, your sentiments. Uh, all in favor will raise their hands, please. All the poses. One up in opposition. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, what while we're talking about that, I, I have a question. Uh Joey. Yes, sir. Uh maybe you know you can answer this. I, I just just need um I've had a question and um I, I received the answer, but I just want to put it out there for the record. Yes, sir. Now uh this year with with the new lines, let's say everything goes to Atlanta and everything is approved and it's ratified and, and, and we move forward. And there is an election this year, twenty twenty two. Um, you know, the um districts one, two and three, their seat is up and I think on the school board it's the chairman, four, five and six, I believe. Mm -hmm. So with the new lines, and there was some movement in every district. And um, while the, if anyone that's an incumbent or someone that's running for the first time and they get out there and they hit the campaign trail, um, are they knocking on doors based on the new lines? Okay, so like for, 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 for instance, a part of Homestown is was in my district you know so do I still represent part of Homestown and while I'm representing them would Commissioner Stevens for example be knocking on doors for people that I'm representing with the hope that he would represent them if he's successful in November how, how, how does how does that work right you, you want to address the language yeah I, I mean you can go ahead if you know but the, and the, the local legislation that's prepared by the Legislative Council's office, it will address that. And you know, basically the residence requirements for incumbents won't be disturbed. Uh, but you know, going forward, you know, the lines will be implemented at the new, you know, the new, the new elections, uh, if that makes well, sense. Well, let, let me phrase my question. I'm, I'm trying to get an understanding. Um, I, I was told that for the people that's running in 22, they are running in the new lines. Mm -hmm. and, and that I still got the same lines until 23. Right. So the, the person that's, that, that Mara knocks on their door is technically in my district until 23? 23. The 22 plan. election. Yes, yeah. it's it's the new election cycle which is the trigger. That, that's also new. Yeah. There, there there have been some concern with incumbents <clears throat> if the redistricting lines have affected their residency requirements. Incumbents don't have to worry about that. 
but in connection with the next election cycle, that will be the time at which all the redistricting changes are implemented, mm -hmm. including including commissioner districts that might run in 2023. Mm -hmm. So, in but but I'll, I'll confirm that Commissioner Gilliard with the Legislative Council's office. Mm -hmm. but that's my understanding. Mine too. Mm -hmm. there, there has to be some date in which these changes are uniformly applied. Right, and, and, and so that, and that and, was and my question because right. if, if I was told that. Um, that my lines, my constituents are the same until 23, and there's an election in 22, the mm -hmm. people that's running in 22, who are they, you know, they soliciting votes for? Yeah. My people yeah. or their perspective? Will be soliciting votes for the new perspective. Based, based on the, right. so, <clears throat> the yeah. new lines. Whenever they sworn in, that's when uh, it takes effect, which will be 23. But I'll get, uh, there's, there's sample language, it's standard language that's inserted in all these local acts. I'll get that and send it to you so you can see for yourself. But, uh, but no, that's my understanding. And I'll clarify that following tonight's meeting. But now, Commissioner I Gillard. See, I hope seeing it helps me understand it better. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, 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 I still don't understand yeah. it. Commissioner Gillard, Mr. Chairman, I, let me say this. If you want to go in Homestown and knock on the doors for me, I will. Then, uh, uh, and, and, and that's, uh, that's, you know, that's you the go, whole reason I was asking the question. Y'all go exchange cards? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I done paid all the roads for you over there, so you know, I may as well knock on doors for you. And you left, too. Right now, that's still my district, so I'm, I'm getting ready to pay them. There you go. <laughs> okay. Right. But again, tonight's resolution is the one that's required by statute for you guys to adopt before you it's submitted to the General Assembly. Yes, sir. Okay. On this discussion that we have here on the one man, one vote. I understood that, and I might have slipped through it. Mr. McDonald, when Commissioner Stevens said there was a block that had 15 votes in it, 15 residents, and there were just 10 being counted, and he said the reason was there was two Asian, <laughs> two or three of, of a, a different right. This would be yeah mm -hmm. flavor, <laughs> but what. He said was they only measure black and white like Commissioner Brady said. Mm -hmm. It's just a black and white. Everybody else gets lumped into. Mm -hmm. Now, and, and, you know, I'm going to give the devil his due or whatever, but as far as Mr. McDonald, I, I knew who he was when he got here. Um, <coughs> than a few times I've seen him, but, I mean, from what I'm understanding about things that's happening across the state, in the General Assembly or whoever, whoever does this reapportionment, they can just take a ruler and just draw them a line mm -hmm. that'll say Commissioner Stevens has also got to run against mm -hmm. Commissioner Jones. Mm -hmm. They'll just include two people. Somebody's got to move. Yeah. The same way it is with Commissioner Frazier and Commissioner Gillard. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can draw the line, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. Now, I think we did have a good mediator to kind of say, hey, you know, we want to try to fix these things where we get the numbers right, and somebody don't have to spend $200,000 on a new house if they want to leave <coughs> or run again. But um, the, the part about the, you know, 
one person, one vote, and things like that. Is, mm -hmm. uh, I read, uh, I guess you set that out to everybody, and I, I looked at it pretty close, but, um, you know, I don't know how you can determine what you want and what you don't want, so I just said, yeah. Well, by having a meeting of three. Huh? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it is a, it's a little bit confusing. Yeah. All right, sir. Uh, yes, sir, as I mentioned, this is the resolution required post-technical review and certification by the reapportionment office so that, you've, so that the redistricting plan can be submitted to the local delegation of the General Assembly for adoption at the regular session beginning next week. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I made that motion. I thought we already did. We did. Yeah, we we voted, did. And we already voted. We voted. Okay. Right. Yeah, that we was just I'm ready for hotel, hotel, motel. Hotel, tax. thanks. It was five, mm -hmm. This I am familiar five, with. It was 5-1. It was 5-1, wasn't it? Yes, 5-1. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure we... Mm -hmm. okay. No, it wasn't 5-1, was it? Yeah. It would have had to Max, Max is not here. Right. Max is not here. But it was still 5-1. It's 5-1. Six of us here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hotel motel tax. Uh, this was discussed at your last meeting, mm -hmm. uh, and I think Leah Poole maybe have, uh, has uh, broached the subject to the board previously, but... Uh, as, as all of you know, we currently impose a 5% hotel motel tax. Uh, fairly recent amendments to the uh, relevant statutes authorize local governments to impose up to 8% hotel motel tax. Uh, and of course, those are used to promote uh, local tourism. Uh, and under the new act, a portion of those funds now, now also be spent on uh, capital projects. And I think this board has at least tentatively identified a, an event center as one of those capital projects you'd like to pursue with some of the proceeds from the, from the hotel motel tax. So tonight's resolution is required by state statute. And much like the redistricting, before you, this tax can be imposed, it has to be submitted to the General Assembly. And a local act has to be passed, sponsored by our local delegation, authorizing the 8% uh, hotel motel tax. And I think as we discussed before, the 5% tax that you impose now, that will be spent the way it has always been spent, 3% to, to the general funds and 2% for the promotion of tourism, which if you folks remember, can't be used for capital projects. It's typically those kind of promotional or advertising costs incurred by the county and its uh, con contract partner, the, the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but the additional 3%, half of that will be used more in the traditional promotion of tourism, but the other half will be used for those uh, tourism development projects, the, the capital projects that I mentioned that you folks identify. Uh, as I, and as Joey indicated, and as set forth in your resolution, I guess the first of those <coughs> would be a community event center that you folks have identified as being needed in the community. Um, and so that's all the, the resolution authorizes. It authorizes the imposition of the 8% hotel motel tax subject to the uh, enactment of a local act by the General Assembly approving the increase. And it provides that the tax will be effective uh, the latter of March 1st of this year or the first Monday of the second month following approval by the legislature so as to give local businesses and the county time to implement the change. Okay. We're following Flemington's lead, I'm told. Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes, they, they, and the lead of many other many other jurisdictions, including yeah. Savannah recently. Yeah, Savannah did too. I saw yep. that. Okay. Did, yeah. Mr. Chairman, I'm mm. gonna, do we? I mean, we have a motel in the county, right? 
the uh, cities will wind up with the we get the own posts. We get the own post. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. And the tax will apply to all parts of the county except the territory of any municipalities who've ado who've adopted a hotel motel excise mm -hmm. tax. So, and I think most most all cities who have a hotel or motel in them have adopted yeah. uh, an excise tax. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. But again, this is simply required by state statute so that we can submit this to the General Assembly yeah. for enactment at its upcoming regular session. Yeah. Motion. Well, you serve on that, on this. This is not a. Is there a board on this one? Mm. Or is this the. Mm -mm, not a board on this one. Mm. On a hotel, on this. I'm on the CVB board, but this nothing. This is totally done by municipalities or and our government, so. Okay. A portion of it for the. Um, for the uh, promotion. Tourism. Tourism piece. Yeah, yes. Rest That's of it goes. Flip right, yeah, I, I, I whoever misspoke. has a hotel gets some. Right, right. right I, I misspoke okay. earlier. We don't, we don't contract gets most with, of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's what I'm We don't contract with the chamber. We, we contract with the Convention and Adventure Visitors Bureau. Right. So you've got one, Mr. Chairman. Back to my original question was mm -hmm. if you've got one in the county unincorporated mm -hmm. area, mm -hmm. it would all go to this body? And then there's a percentage under law that has to go to a contract agency uh, for tourism, the promotion, promotion tourism. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And that's with CVB. Right. Because of course it comes to it goes in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that is, I think, why so many jurisdictions are enacting this increase is because it does allow for the expenditure by you folks on capital projects. You know, the whether it be convention centers, uh, uh, event <clears throat> event centers like your like it's proposed, or individual sites and attractions, mm -hmm. you can actually support those uh, sites now with these funds, both capital outlay projects and operational expenses. <coughs> so it, it it provides a lot more flexibility to local governments to promote tourism, and of course, most of these funds are generated from people who visit from out of county. So Liberty County only has one. Is it one, Joey? Mm -hmm. Motel? One, one motel we get. From a, one motel. Mm -hmm. We do, from time to time, get a portion from... Dunham uh, uh, Farms? Yeah. Do we, so, you, do you count Midway? But that's... That's the, in city, the city of Midway. The city. Yeah. <laughs> they get that, whatever they get. Yeah. How, how Airbnbs are required under new law to report, just like hotel motel receipts are, and we should. Mm -hmm. We don't so far. No. So the, the condominiums at Sunbury are not. No. Those are. Unless they Airbnb. They are listed as individual. Airbnb and rent it out. Then we should. Chair Tanner, motion for the so resolution. Second. second. Motion second. We second. approve the resolution. 
uh, for the hotel motel tax increase. I look forward to some good things coming to that so we can hopefully get this event center one day. Uh, all in favor, let them raise your hand, please. Show of hands. All opposed. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, folks. Mm -hmm. ACCG defined contribution plan. Then I'll call you to explain it to him. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. Was in your was in your packets. This came from ACCG. As you know, uh, we are under their 401A defined contribution plan. <clears throat> and from time to time, the IRS requires updates to that plan uh, by plan holders, uh, for which ACCG is one. And since we're a member partner. Uh, we're required to adopt their restated plan. There are no changes to the plan document itself. It's just required from time to time to be restated for IRS purposes or refiled. So ACCG has sent this and is asking the counties that do participate in their plan uh, as a matter of law to just adopt it uh, based on their readoption, so to speak. Okay. Chair, obtain a motion. So moved, Mr. Chairman. Second. Second, we approve the resolution to adopt the amended and restated ACCG defined contribution plan. Any further discussion? All in favor will show of hands. Any opposed? Right. Thank you, sir. Mid Coast Regional Airport. Um, some more good news here. Uh, this is a resolution to accept another allocation from GDOT through the airports program to reimburse expenses associated with airport operations. Uh, this is coming out of the state ARPA funds that were delivered in 2021. It does not require a match. Uh, you may remember we had an allocation last year, so this uh, resolution would need to just be a contract with GDOT to accept $32,000. Mm -hmm. Y'all want to accept some money? Yes, sir. Share entertain a motion. <laughs> a second? Second. Second. All in favor? Um, I'm just trying to remember the, the last allocation. Was it around the same amount of money? It was exactly the same, yes, sir. All right, thank you, sir. GDOT, Lewis Fraser Bridge Project. We'll, um, if, if the board's pleasure, we'll give a little back. Uh, this is on the uh, Lewis Fraser Bridge Replacement Project. Uh, I think I included all the documentation for you there. Sorry to overburden you. But basically, uh, there is a county match or a match is required uh, on bridge projects. The bridge projects, and you see this uh, towards the end of your memo from GDOT, is rated in, in a tier. Bridge projects are rated tier one, tier two, tier three, as far as contributions that uh, GDOT requires. It's estimated that our contribution needs to be $75,000 for the project. It involves uh, right away that'll be needed to do a bypass for the bridge, and uh, that is what I need from the board. Uh, those funds, we do have funds allocated in the drainage uh, section to do this along with the bridge project so there is money available to do it the other all the other costs of the bridge uh, involving utility relocation and total construction will be at the expense of the state and GDOT Can we pay it you know Commissioner Walden they didn't put when when it was due uh, I'll try to hold it as you know as long as I can so we can try it out Mr. Brown yes sir I hear you say something about a bypass. What, what they're thinking oh, they're going to have to do is build a run, is build a temporary bridge. Because the first time when this came up, I asked 
what was going to happen, and, and I think it was given to us that there would be, the road would just be shut down and everybody would have to go mm -hmm. around. Right. Am I correct? Anybody? Y'all remember that? I don't remember. Yes, sir, you did. And, and I'll confirm, Commissioner Stevens, what GDOT's intention is. Mm -hmm. Under a Tier 2 project, it involves a likely on-site detour or a large construction footprint. Now, it could be that they're planning to build, uh, expand the bridge so much to create a single lane instead of doing a bypass, but I'll confirm that with them. I mean, because why, could, why couldn't it be done just like the one on 119? You yeah. know, yeah. They, they did the loop. shut down, they built the bridge, the new bridge and the, and, the, and the new route, and then when they got the new bridge, they shut down the old route. I think that was a wider right-of-way. Wider right-of-way? Right okay. Yeah. Let me, uh, state when highway. you're going down the road, it <clears throat> wings out. Mm -hmm. yeah. We got a meeting over there this week, as a matter of fact. I'll, I'll put that on my list. Uh, one other question. I know, Mr. Chairman, please forgive me for this, but we're talking about bridges, and I know sometime soon the overpass at Retreat Road in 95, which is going to be what, a, a DOT project? Yes, sir. What will we have to do as county for the passage back and forth for those people who live over there? And that's something to be thinking about because there's no other way to get those people out when they start working on that bridge. Yes, sir. I'll talk, we'll talk with the disc engineer about that. I'm sure they've thought about I'm sure it's a standard kind of procedure, but I'll, I'll get that definite answer for you, too, for the board. Right. So we just need a motion and a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the uh, project, sir. Second. 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 All in favor? Raise right hand. I think we had a discussion. Thanks, sir. I know, you, Commissioner, you had an announcement um, oh. by the VA. Oh. Uh, they don't come to Mr. Brown. I think I mentioned it to Mr. Brown also. Uh, there's a push on for the VA clinic that's located in Hinesville. If this board could do a resolution and give it to a representative Williams to have the VA clinic in Hinesville named after two Liberty County uh, vets. And these, from what I can gather, these are the only two names that's is up on the memorial wall as of right now. Now, understand me, there are others who lost their life in them, but these two names are the only two names that's up on the wall. Now, what is the procedure for getting names up on the wall? I don't know, but these two names are up on the wall, and we would like to try to get a resolution from the Board of Commissioners going to Representative Williams so that he can take it from there and move it on up the line to possibly get the VA clinic in Hinesville named after these two veterans who lost their lives. From Liberty County. From Liberty County. <clears throat> mm -hmm. All right, we'll Any pursue that. Questions? Yes. Back to the assistant. Okay, everybody's good. All right. Yes, sir, and you and I can get together if you just, we'll get the names. Right. And then we'll get that resolution put together. I have it. I have the names. And one other thing. Uh, I've started something else in the county. We're trying to do a relief program, a disaster relief for a couple of the states that got hit real hard. We don't know which county we're going to choose, but we're working on that, and we hope to have that up and running in a couple, in at least a week or two weeks from now. So I will let everyone know by email or whatever what all we will be looking for, clothing, goods, 
canned goods, diapers, whatever, but I will let everyone know. And we appreciate all of the participation that we can get into it. And once we get to a certain point, then we will load it up and take it up that way. You're talking about from the, hurricane, uh, the storm that went through Kentucky up that way? Yeah. Okay. Up uh, last month? Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. All right, sir. We support you on that. Yeah. But by the grace of God. Mr. Brown, your announcements? You have to think about it. I'm going to let Mr. Mosley, uh, he had a call from uh, our backup. We've got two ailments as we've had on order for some time, um, <laughs> struggling there to get chassis. Uh, one of them was supposed to be delivered actually before last year ended. Then it was January. Now it's been kicked to March. Um, we had another one that was on order that now has been pulled from the order banks because uh, basically Dodge has just pulled those. Uh, so Custom Body Works has contacted him about an availability of some units that may be coming in or should be coming in in the spring. I'll let him run with that. Talking to Mr. Uh, Mr. Gill, he said that his alternative uh, to kind of expedite things because they didn't know when the uh, Dodge Porter would open, if any, this year. Uh, he did have some Ford chassis coming in, um, and they would be here somewhere around the July-August time frame. And uh, why that's important because uh, the quicker we can get the chassis and the quicker they can finish building the ambulances. And uh, while we have been going with the Dodge model right now, you know, talking to Crystal, um, it, she stressed the importance of them having some units on board. Uh, right now, she shared with Mr. Brown and I that uh, their backup units are out. Mm. So they are they're struggling. struggling. But they're trying to make the, do with the best they can. Yeah. Uh, as Mr. Brown stated, the two um, units were scheduled to be here uh, this week. But they, when I talked to Jimmy the other week, he said that Mr. Mosley, COVID, and the global supply has backed me up. Mm. And uh, we're hoping to have those in March. But he said, um, I can, what I can do is, is uh, recommend I have these four chassis and I can make them available for you. He said, because those are cost to us, uh, we would need you to, um, to pay a little more for them. And the amount we uh, were quoted for the Dodge was 41 and some change, and it would be a $7,596 increase. Um, but the panel, the, the back part of the truck, he said we would give it to you at cost because that's what it, how it was quoted. Will the back, will the back, will the box on the back be the same as what's on the Dodge now? That's what he indicated. Oh. Yes, sir. I mean, I know we <clears throat> we did run Ford for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, we had less problems out of the Dodge, and I understand her needs to get something on the road. But I just hope that you know, if we really go with the Ford, that we don't have the same problems that we had earlier. I, I concur, and I and I tell you, if you remember, we're not getting too much detail. Problems with the Fords were due to the diesel engine in there, and Mr. F probably echoes some of this. But the old model diesel uh, that was in those Fords, those have been changed out now, so they're running a different diesel type. Uh, they don't seem a lot of units are, are and I'm not saying we get away from Dodges, right. uh, but I, I, I think it'll be fine, Commissioner Stevens, especially in this chance. I, I will tell you, I think this is the only breath we have of trying to get a right. chassis anytime soon. Okay. So, uh, and what's the turnaround period on this one? 
She said on that Jimmy said that this won't be available in August, um, July, August, and probably another five, six months. To and how many we have on the road right now? Five. Yeah. We got five. Yes, sir. Four okay. and four and one that we use in town. Uh, we got one that's in the shop. One, one that's actually waiting uh, insurance adjustment that was right. by a car, right. and the other one that's waiting a part. Trying to get a part, so there's two down right now. Okay. Even I, if I had to ride in one, I really didn't care. Yeah, but you yeah, but you won't want that's gonna make it to the other place. The voice of wisdom over there. <laughs> the I understand of what you say, Commissioner Waller. <laughs> But you want one that's going to make it from point A yeah. to point B. Yeah. All right, so. I got one that'll make it from point yeah. A to point B. That maroon you, color one out there? make a motion we go. I'll second the motion. All right. All in favor? <laughs> Let it go. All right. Even though that's still August, you say? The chest is coming in. And then, yeah. Wow. Then, then you go for the box. She's going to be able to limp along until we hope. that's all she can do. You won't see it until fall. Probably, if Ford delivers on time. And again, Dodge is not even allowing orders into the order bank. Mm -hmm. Wow. There, there's no other options. Chevy doesn't have an option. Wow. Look here. What it is. Anything else, Mr. Brown? That's right. Okay, Chair, attend a motion to go out of record session into executive session for so land acquisition. So move, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. All in favor, we'll let you. We know show of hands. We did not go into executive session to discuss land acquisition with our attorney.
Where's Joey? Hey, Joey, I never knew where Mr. Mosley went when. Where does Mr. Mosley disappear when we go? I'm sorry. Oh, you dropped this. All right. Here. motion to come out of executive session. So move, Chairman. All in favor? Nothing to report. Chair retains the motion to adjourn the meeting. So move, Mr. Chairman. Second. All in favor. We are adjourned. What about the MLK parade? Parade. I mean, you know what? I meant to.